Right now, we have an opportunity to talk about the sleep clinic in London and to find out a whole lot more about what goes on at that sleep clinic, just in case you're not sleeping well, just in case you or your partner are snoring and one of you says to the other, you got to go. We had a chance to sit down with Jennifer Mannion earlier today. Jennifer is a registered polysomnographic technician at London Health Sciences Center. And the first thing we had to ask about the sleep clinic was maybe maybe something obvious, but we need to know, what do people wear to a sleep clinic? We always request everyone wear two-piece pajamas. So, you know, if it's shorts or sweatpants, pajama bottoms, and a t-shirt so that you're comfortable because we have equipment that goes across the chest. So we can make it work if you choose to not sleep with a top, Um, but you might get some chest hair pinched in there. So I think a t-shirt is best. And for pants, we have some electrodes that go on the legs. So you can have shorts, like I said, or pajama bottoms, but you got to wear something on the bottom. Okay, there, there's a key. Got to wear something on the bottom. All right, let's make sure that box is checked. But yeah, shorts. Okay, that's good because some people don't like the whole pajamas at night. And I guess we're trying to simulate what things are like. What does the bed look like that people are sleeping in in a sleep clinic? It's a regular hospital bed, um, unfortunately. So it's, not, it's never going to be as comfortable as home. But we do tell patients they're welcome to bring their own pillow or a blanket. Like a little piece of home is, is very welcome so that it helps them feel more comfortable. Okay, good tip. So you can bring along some things. Now, you mentioned, Jennifer, that stuff was going to be hooked up to people. What is that stuff and how much stuff is there? <laughs> So head to toe, it's about 24 wires, but most of it is on your head. It's called an EEG. So we'll be measuring your brain waves so that we know when you're awake, when you're asleep, and we can see if you transition through all the stages of sleep as you should. We'll also monitor your oxygen level, your breathing, your leg movements, uh, and your heartbeat. Okay, that's Quite, quite a bit of stuff that's being monitored. That's that's pretty wild. We're talking with Jennifer Mannion, registered polysomnographic technician with London Health Sciences Center. And we're talking about the sleep clinic that sometimes you get sent to to see just how you are sleeping. Jennifer, how do you find people are sleeping? Because you've just described a whole lot of things that may take them out of that normal bedtime situation where they're in a hospital bed so it's not that wide usually you're not hooking 24 things up to yourself before you are going to bed is this a situation where if you're a side sleeper or a a front sleeper can you still be those kinds of sleepers or does this leave you mostly in one position no, you can absolutely roll from your side to your back to your stomach. The wires are long enough that you can move. I, it's definitely not like home, but we do our best to try and make sure everybody is as comfortable as they can be in this situation. We're, we're pretty accommodating. If you need an extra blanket, you want a glass of water, we're there for you. Good stuff. Good stuff. Can you, if you have to, pee during the night? 
Absolutely. That is 100% essential. If you need to pee seven times during the night, we are there for you. It's simple process of using your nurse call bell. We come in, it takes about 10 seconds to just disconnect one wire. And then we make sure you shuffle off to the bathroom, which is a private washroom located right in your room. So Jennifer, you must get pretty used to watching people sleep. Do you ever get sleepy watching people sleep? I would never say yes to that, but it it's it, sometimes it's a little envy that you have as you see these happy sleepers and you want your own bed. But most of the time we're fine. Good, good. Jennifer Manu joining us, registered polysomnographic technician with London Health Sciences Center. Jennifer, what exactly are you looking to show somebody or their family physician or doctor who has ordered a sleep lab or a sleep session? What are you looking to find out? So there's a few things we're looking for. We're going to be looking just at the architecture of the patient's sleep to see if they progress through all the stages of sleep in the proper format. We're also monitoring their breathing during those stages of sleep to see if there's snoring occurring and if they're they're keeping their airway open. Um, And we're looking for limb movements to see if they have restless legs. Sometimes if they go into deep REM sleep, we're also looking to see if they have something called a REM behavior disorder where they act out their dreams. And for a very small group of people, we look during their what's called slow wave sleep to see if they have parasomnias, which would be your sleepwalking and sleep talking. Interesting. Okay. Can we go through a couple of those? Because you mentioned people acting out their dreams Anyone who has a pet, say a not so much a goldfish, I don't think, I don't know how they, <laughs> but like a dog or a cat, sometimes, especially with dogs, you will see them sleeping, but they are rocking. They are, it's like they're running. They can almost bark where, where you've got the little mini barks coming out. Do humans have that too? Sometimes it's, um, not seen as dramatically in the sleep lab. It's probably just because you've got 24 wires on you and you're in a strange bed, but we will see sometimes subtle things like facial changes, maybe hear something audible, maybe not specific words, but, or leg twitches, things like that. And you mentioned restless leg. Uh, what happens if you've got restless leg? Is that the partner who can look down and say, boy, I have all these bruises and I have no idea <laughs> how I'm getting them. And then all of a sudden after a sleep clinic, a sleep lab, you can say, I, we've solved the mystery. We have the answer. <laughs> yes, uh, that's one that you can see sometimes on patients before they even fall asleep. They'll have jumpy, twitchy legs that prevent them from falling asleep. And then once they do finally drift off to sleep, it may continue. And then that could be significantly diagnostic. We're talking with Jennifer Mannion, registered polysomnographic technician, as we look at sleep labs, sleep clinics. Jennifer, as a final note, let's take snoring. If you do determine that someone is a snorer, what happens at the end of the sleep lab? What do they get an opportunity to do it? I don't think it's like, here, take this two times a day and you'll stop snoring. What happens? From there, their results will be sent to a sleep physician. Then they can discuss that with their sleep doctor and see what treatment works best for them. 
Great stuff. And in terms of how long you allow someone to sleep, we've been talking about this throughout the afternoon. Some people will sleep five hours. Some people say, no, got to get my 10. How long do you allow people to sleep in the sleep clinic? So we try to be accommodating for everyone's bedtime. So if you arrive at about eight o'clock, anytime after 8.30, we can get you to bed. Unfortunately, our shift is no longer than, you know, we can't work past 12 hours. So everyone needs to be up at six so that we can go home and get our sleep. (laughs) And that is so important. If anybody knows how important sleep is, it is you and it's everybody else at the sleep clinic. Can you bring things in that help you to fall asleep? I don't know, like a, a podcast. Are you allowed to have your phone or headphones or anything like that? Absolutely. If someone needs a white noise machine, um, if if they feel like a podcast helps them, sometimes people bring a weighted blanket. We're very accommodating because at the end of the day, we want you to sleep. So if whatever we can do to help you feel a little more comfortable away from home, we'll do it. Jennifer, I think you've made a lot of people look forward to this. Maybe you'll get a few more requests from family physicians for sleep clinics because it just sounds like a good time. You go, you get you have peace and quiet. There are no two-year-olds. It's, it's not like you throw things at us, barking dogs, two-year-olds, <laughs> crying babies. No, it's, this is not tested up, fire alarms, nothing like that happens? No, no, we're pretty quiet. We're very chill. You just want everyone to get restful sleep. See, that's what I think a lot of people are going to start to request. Jennifer, thank you so much for doing this. Looking forward to seeing you. Have a great day. That is Jennifer Mannion, registered polysomnographic technician from the sleep clinic at London Health Sciences Center.